Hi, and welcome to episode 52 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Finished, Actually Working, Actually Hand-Dyed, Actually Stashed, and a couple of reviews, and then updates on um, the giveaway and knit-along that are going on right now. So, Actually Finished, I have a couple of great finished objects um, to talk to you guys about today. Um, the first of which is I finished the first hexagon of my Persian Dreams blanket. So I'm pretty excited about this blanket. Um, what I referred to it last episode was my magnum opus of knitting for 2017. My goal going in was to finish a hexagon a week and we're four weeks into January and I have one and a half hexagons done. But um, I finished, so there are six different charts. The Persian Dreams blanket um, has six different charts, and you knit a different number, different quantity of um, each chart as you go along, and then it shows you how to assemble them. Um, and so my first finished hexagon was chart one, and I'm really happy with how it turned out, you guys. It's really pretty. I am using... Um, my hedgehog fiber minis that I bought myself for my birthday and I am knitting it that so I'm using those for the the color work and then the base background color is some gray I dyed up seven skeins of fingering weight gray yarn to um, use for the background and the border and all of that so this first one um, couple of things that I, w- I will do differently. This is the one that I taught myself the philosopher's wool technique on. So um, the center, my floats are much messier and a little bit bigger than they are as you get to the outside. Towards the outside, I'm really happy with how my floats look and, and how I managed the color work and everything. It's really pretty. Um, and uh, there was one section in here that was supposed to be orange, and I had picked a color that was like a white with orange flecks and it really, there's not enough orange here, especially since my background color is so light. So I have some other oranges in the minis and I will use them going forward. As a matter of fact, I wound some up um, being optimistic about getting to another one this week. I wound up the colors that I'm gonna need. So, um, So I finished this one, this is chart one. The next one that I'm working on is chart four, you don't have to do them like in order. So um, the next one I'm working on is chart four. It's almost exclusively blues. There was a little bit, there's going to be a little bit of yellow right at the edge, I think, and like a little bit of purple. And one of the colors is kind of more of a hunter green. I think the color way that I'm using is actually called hunter, Um, but like a hunter green. And so there's lots of different colors in that. And then the next one that I have queued up will be um, heavier on the pinks and oranges. So it's kind of fun because every, um, big air quotes around like week, (laughs) every week when I'm working on a new hexagon, I can kind of pick different, um, from the, from the six different ones and decide which one I want to focus on, which is cool. Um, I was a little worried about, it calls for a circular cast on at the beginning because you start on, it's like eight, six or eight stitches and then you increase out. Um, so I seamed up the insides of that, and the good news is that looks great 
um, I'm having no issues there. So I'm, I'm tempted to block this first one today too and really see how it looks all blocked out because um, I think that could be really fun. So I'll probably do that later. Um, but the second one, I'm, I'm like 45 or so rows out of 54 um, on the chart. So I'm getting there. And then because it's chart four, it's going to be um, in a location that touches the border. So then I have to do a border around three sides, which I'm actually pretty excited about. I really want to um, test that out too and see how that goes. And then like I said, I think it's chart six that I have lined up for next week, but it'll be mostly pinks, where this one was mostly blues. So this is coming along. You can hopefully expect an update on this blanket in every single episode <laughs> from now till the end of the year because my intent is to finish it in 2017, but my, um, but realistically, it's going to take me the whole year. So anyways, I'm very proud of the first one. I'm really loving this project. It um, really feels to me like it's improving my skills quite a lot. I talked last time about the philosopher's wool and managing my floats and kind of knitting with both hands and so already I feel like my knitting is improving as a result I feel less scared of color work than I did three weeks ago when I started this blanket and um, the other thing is um, it's pretty challenging and so a lot of times I pick projects that are you know at, at any given time I have a project on the needles that's simple whether that's socks or something that's a lot of stockinette or whatever um, so that I can do it um, while watching TV or while waiting for the kids or while on a conference call. And so this is cool because I really can't do anything but this when I'm, when I'm doing it. Um, and so it kind of forces all the other thoughts out of my head and it's a really relaxing thing to do. So I am getting um, a lot of satisfaction out of this project in a lot of different ways. So that's, that's exciting. The other thing that I finished, uh, and I'm wearing it right this minute, is my True Friend sweater. So this was a Hokey Locatelli, no, I'm sorry, this is a Vera Valimaki pattern from in, one of the interpretations, I think it's Interpretations 2, um, it, but it is from one of the Interpretations collections. And this was a really fun knit. I cast it on in September, according to Ravelry, and I had three yarns. The first was... Um, I want to say it's Lorna's Laces, but it, it was some yarn my husband had given me for Christmas a couple years ago, and it's a beautiful pale turquoise with some variegation that on, on the sweater has, it stripes a little. It's really pretty. Um, and then that worked out perfectly because basically you knit kind of the collar and almost like a bib front and back, a dicky, maybe that's what they call that, <laughs> but you knit the front and the back like panels, and then you picked, I picked up all around the the edge of that and then you knit um, stripes around that and, and they increase as they go. And it's a super fun knit. It's just got little short sleeves um, that are just a little bit longer than elbow length so it's kind of cute and comfy. And it's a very boxy shape. Um, I have two of the boxy sweater. That's why I had Hoagie Locatelli on the braid. I have a fingering weight one and a worsted weight one and I love it. And I have the boxy and buttony on my needles as well. Um, and so I have a bunch of the, that style of sweater and I really love them. This is less roomy. Um, it's not as wide as the boxy. Um, and I think therefore is more flattering. It's really cute, comfy. 
um, I can just kind of throw it on. Um, I wore it with jeans the other day. I've been wearing it with leggings and boots a lot. I can see myself wearing this sweater constantly. So I, I may knit another at some point um, because it was fun and it was easy, and I do think I'm going to wear it a ton. So um, the other two yarns that I used were Madeline Tosh, Tosh Sock in Button Jar Blue, and then I had some yarn ink that was a gray, and it had some of the blue, some purple, and some gold in it. Um, and I had bought that at Colorful Yarns down in Centennial, Colorado, during Yarn Along the Rockies. And so, I don't know, it's just my favorite, favorite thing. I want to wear it every day. So that was fun. Um, I, I had taken it a couple times to, like, the movies and things like that. I saw two great movies. I've seen three Oscar-nominated movies since I recorded last. Two of them I saw, like, two days in a row. So the, on Martin Luther King Day, the kids and I had the opportunity to go... Um, through a work group and see the movie Hidden Figures, which was terrific and really inspiring. And I really, as a woman in tech, I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, and the kids liked it a lot too. And then um, the next day, um, I saw La La Land with some girlfriends, and that is just a delight. It, it's It's got to be in my top ten list of... Um, of movies of all time, I think. I told the boys that it was my favorite um, ever, and then they, like, freaked out on me about, like, what about Harry Potter? What about Star Wars? So maybe it's not my favorite favorite of all time, but it's up there on the list. I really loved it, so it was charming. And then my husband and I went to see Manchester by the Sea the other night, um, and it's funny because it takes place in an area of Massachusetts where um, some of the action takes place in a town I used to live in. But, um, boy, that one is grim. It is sad. It is a sad movie. So it was very well done, and I can understand all the nominations, but it was a... I didn't realize quite how sad it was going into it. So, um, anyways, lots of movie knitting, um, and that was how I finished this one up. And then I finished two... Um, Kit Kat Hats by Andre Sue Knits. And so um, I got a text on the 21st from a mom at school who was looking for a pink hat. And um, she offered to make a donation to the charity of my choice in exchange for a pink hat. So I did that for her. And while it was on my needles, I went ahead and it went up for myself as well. So that was great. It's been really cool to see the hats like on the cover of Time magazine and um it really just felt like um a sense of community that has been hard to come by lately so I thought it was fantastic the pattern is great uh super easy to use um I was a little like not quite sure how the ear thing was going to work because you just knit in the round and then you knit straight up and then you three needle bind off at the top and then she has you put these little stitches in but, of course, it works perfectly, and it was it was great. And my friend was very happy with her hat, and so that made me feel good. Um, and that's it. I kind of have another thing that's finished, but I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. Actually working. Um, I have a few things on the needles. I, um, I've been very busy with the things that I finished, but there's a couple of new things on the needles and a couple of things that I've been working on. I had uh, quite a bit of basketball time on my hands. Uh, last weekend, we had three games, and then I was also in the car for about an hour, 
Um, and so I, I was trying to figure out what I could bring that I would be sure I'd have enough to work on um, during all that sitting around time. And so I pulled out the um, OCD2 socks that had been sitting around since Christmas break. Um, and I knit the better part of an entire sock um, at those that those three basketball games and, and car ride. So that was pretty great. I really am, I love that yarn. Every time I knit on it, it's just really fun. The way she did the stripes are super um, interesting. They're not just sort of traditional stripes, and um, I, I really love them. So I am that much closer. And maybe these will just end up being the boys' Christmas socks for this year, or maybe I'll give them to them for Valentine's Day. Um, I haven't really decided yet. But those are coming along. Um, and then the other thing that I have been working on that is really fun, and I'll hit on it in a couple of segments, is I am working on the Polygon Blanket by Tin Can Knits. So my one of my young cousins, I have 27 first cousins because I come from a very big family, um, and one of my cousins is uh, expecting a baby in June, and his mom is a new knitter, and she's super excited about this grandbaby, and Facebook messages me every couple days about the baby and knitting for the baby and things like that, so I, um, I cast this blanket on this week, and it's it's a really fun knit, and so I'm going to talk about the yarn in Stashed, and I'm going to talk about... Um, the pattern, because I'm going to go ahead and review the whole um, the whole Mad Color book that I bought this week, because um, it's really fun. But the the um, pattern basically has you knit these little hexagons, not that different than the hexagons that I'm working on for the Persian Dreams blanket. Although these, you start at the outside and work your way in, and they're garter stitch. Um, so, but it's got her stitched in the round, so there's knitting and purling. And it's really fun, really easy pattern to memorize. I think I cast this on on Wednesday or Thursday this week. It's Sunday today, and I have already knit nine of these. I laid out the first nine. I blocked them, and they're laid out drying right now. And I am working on the 10th one right now. So they go, they move along pretty quick. Again, I had basketball and stuff this week to knit during, and, um, I knit these during the very sad movie the other night, and, um, so, uh, really fun. Um, like I said, I'm going to talk about the yarn and, uh, the book and all of those things in a couple of later segments, but I have finished 10 of, um, what will need to be for me 50 hexagons. I think I have to do 50 full hexagons and, um, 10 half hexagons for the size that I am going to do. I'm going to grab the book really quick and look that up for you guys. So it actually comes in, they give you directions for several different sizes, four different sizes. So you could do anything from a 37 and a half by 29 and a half inch blanket with 32 hexagons, 47 by 35. That's the size I'm going to do. And that's 50, oh, 50 full and 8 half hexagons. And then I, I, I toyed with the idea of this next size up, which would be 56 and a half by 40 and a half. And that would be 72 full and 10 half hexes. But I, then I decided maybe that would be too big to be practical for a baby. 
Um, so I feel like the 35 by 47 is a nice big size without being crazy. And then if you if you wanted to knit it for like an adult size blanket, there's one here that's 128 full and 14 half hexes, and it's beautiful, and I would love to be able to do that for another project sometime, but um, uh, that's just not practical for a baby. So anyways, I am really loving this little project, and I'm hoping to finish it up pretty quickly, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that one later on, but that's really it for what's on my needles. I did not work on the Havenly sweater, I don't think really much at all since I last spoke to you guys. Um, and I definitely didn't work on the Find Your Fate. It's sitting in its bag here, um, unloved. I do still want to try to finish that for stitches, which is now four weeks away. So we'll see. Um, so much knitting, so little time, right? Actually hand-dyed. I just have a little bit of hand-dyeing to talk to you guys about today. Um, and there were just a couple reasons that I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, when I did the, um... The yarn for my friend's hat, um, I didn't have any pink yarn in stash, and I decided it would be fun to um, dye the yarn up myself, and um, it was last Sunday, I guess, and the kids were around and hanging out, and so Jack and I uh, dyed the yarn ourselves, which was kind of fun. He, he likes to do artistic things, and knitting is not something he's interested in, but he had fun dyeing the yarn with me. So we did two skeins of merino cashmere nylon um, Aran weight that I have from Will to, Will to Die For. And um, the first one for my friend we did in just a um, kettle dyed fluorescent fuchsia. Um, and I actually kettle dyed the Aran weight and then a mini in some fingering weight because I had this idea that maybe I would make either pins or ornaments or something. My, my niece... Um, who's 13, marched with my stepsister, and um, there are people like that that I thought might enjoy something kind of commemorative. So um, so that's something that I'm thinking about doing. So I dyed up that one too. And then for my hat, um, I played with the color a little bit more, and so I started out with a berry crush, um, which is kind of like my go-to pink. That's the one that I like a lot. I've used it a bunch of different times. I had some dye stock already mixed up, actually in both of these colors. Um, and then when I put it on the yarn, it was a little bit purple compared to what I wanted. I wanted like a richer pink, like a jewel tone pink, not a fluorescent pink. So we ended up layering in some um, of the fluorescent fuchsia along with the berry crush. And I'm really happy with how it came out. It does pool a little bit where we first put in the berry crush, there, there are definitely some sections, especially on the ribbing of the hat, that's um, pooled and they're kind of purpley. But um, when you get to the top, the stockinette section of the hat, then I really like the way it pools. So I am very happy with it. I have a little bit left over of both. I don't know that I would have enough to do more hats. I do think there are still quite a bit of demand for hats. Um, so I thought about knitting hats and you know, figuring out if there were still collection points or, you know, figuring out if people that I know wanted them, whatever. But um, this week, my local yarn shop, which is the Longmont Yarn Shop, uh, started something super cool. So um, the maybe last summer or the summer before, 
the Chamber of Commerce or whoever in Longmont started this whole thing with stickers and everything. There's kind of been a real like revitalization of our downtown. Lots of cool small businesses, including the Longmont Yarn Shop, lots of great restaurants. Um, and so they have these little stickers that say Loco for Longmont, Colorado. So they say Loco, like crazy, <laughs> like I'm Loco for Longmont. And um, it's just a cute little sort of marketing thing that they're doing. Um, but Gail from Longmont Yarn Shop, I think along with a couple of other businesses like Magic Fairy Candles, I think is doing things. And I saw a couple others. They, um, they started a new Facebook page and a new Instagram, kind of a new social media presence around this thing that they're calling Loco for Love. And so they're talking about, um, kind of craftivism and, you know, having a visual, um, reminder that Longmont is a place of, you know, inclusion and things like that. I'm going to look it up and see if I can find it while I talk to you guys. Um, so the first thing that they're doing is they want to yarn bomb the town, um, with, uh, hearts. And so let me see if I can just read this for you. So they're literally spreading the love around Longmont every day for the next three weeks, um, until the 13th of February. And then they'll meet and sprinkle hearts around town. Um, and they're doing, you know, like I cord hearts with pipe cleaners inside or cardboard hearts that are just wrapped in them. And I posted them a link to, um, a tin can knits pattern for a heart that I liked um, but they are just trying to, it says it's about spreading light, love, and positivity. We think everyone can be kind and generous. Our goal is to remind our community these qualities exist in everyone, and they are easily accessible within ourselves. Local Overlove will be a perpetual visual project in the community aimed at building strong relationships by reminding us to care for ourselves and be kind to one another. And I just can't even, like, I don't even have words for how much it means to me that they are, um you know, taking this step and, and just trying to build some kindness in our community. I, there was a whole thing in the Washington post about a yarn shop that was telling people they weren't welcome to shop there. Like don't bring your kids under age nine. It was kind of crazy when I read this, this article about this yarn store that was excluding people. Um, and so the fact that Gail and her staff are off doing things that are intentionally, inclusive and intentionally, um, you know, working to, um, build community and build love and build compassion, um, just makes me really happy. And every time I go in there, they are very, um, welcoming and kind and helpful and they have a beautiful selection. So if you're local and you haven't been to Longmont Yarn Shop, I highly recommend that you give them a look. And so, the long way around that story is I'm going to use my leftover pink <laughs> to make hearts. Uh, today we're going to cut out, the kids and I are going to cut out some cardboard hearts, I think, and just wrap them um, with my hot pink yarn. And um, and then we'll drop them off at the Longmont Yarn Shop sometime this week. They stashed. Um, so I did make a couple of purchases this time through. And uh, I got some great things. I made just a nitpicks order, actually, this time. And the first thing, the reason that I went looking uh, was twofold, baby knitting. And then I wanted some blocking wires for this Persian Dreams blanket. So I felt like I'm going to try this first one. I'm just going to block it, just plain block it, and see what happens. And see if I feel like it lays the way I want to. I want to make sure that it feels like it's going to be easy to identify which stitches need to be kitchenered to each other. 
Um, and then I, I do think like as I go, I will probably try to do some kitchenering that so that I'm not saving the assembly all for the end. But anyways, I thought that it might make sense to slide blocking wires in and that way make sure that the pieces lay flat the way I want them to when I block them. So we'll see. I'm going to block this one, like I said, just normal and go from there and see what I need to do. But I ordered some blocking wires. And then I ordered the yarn for the blanket. Um, so that one I am knitting out of Knit Picks Mighty Stitch, which is their 80% acrylic, 20% wool um, blend. And I think that's pretty good for a baby blanket. I feel like a blanket is going to take a lot of wear and tear. Um, and so the acrylic is nice and soft. I did go back and forth about, you know, like what I wanted to do. And I, I did look at, um, some swish worsted, um, as well. But then as I was kind of looking at the expense of it, I'm going to knit two things for the baby. So the first thing is the blanket and I'm knitting it in kind of jewel tones. So, um, I got an eggplant, which is a purple celestial, which is a blue I'm feeling like I might have too much blue because Apparently we suspect the baby's a girl. We don't actually know that yet. Um, Marina, which is a turquoise gulf stream, which is a really pretty, like, kind of cobalt blue color. And then I got fairy tail, and, which is purple, purpley pink. Macaw, which is green. Canary is yellow. Um, and then I, I couldn't get a pink pink. Well, I wanted, like, a hot pink. So they have a pink that's called Pucker, and it was all sold out because pink yarn. But I, um, I may go back and order one of those. But right now I'm looking at like six or seven colors. And then I just got a gray for the border. Um, and I don't know. At first I was really excited about my color choices. And then I was kind of like second-guessing my color choices. And this morning I pulled them all out. And in the, in the natural sunlight I was like, nope, these are beautiful colors. So I think it's going to be awesome. Um, and I have done seven in Gulfstream, and so those are, that should be all that I need if I'm going to do seven colors, and then I've done one in Fairy Tale, and I'm on my second in Marina, um, and I might try to do the same thing and kind of do one in each color, and then start to think about my placement, and start stitching them together, you just whip stitch them together, so, um, I have a whole mess of them blocking right now, and we'll see how that goes. So that was the for the blanket. And then for the sweater, I did um, I did the, what's it called? Swish? Swish in, in the brights. Here we go. Swish worsted in brights. So I am going to knit the baby another sweater. Um, or another pattern out of Mad Color, and I gotta get the name for you guys here. It's a super cute um, pullover sweater. I'm gonna knit it in the one to two year size. Uh, baby is due in June, so I figure there's a chance it'll fit the baby for, it's Massachusetts is where they live, so it's cold a lot there. Um, but I'm hoping it'll fit for the, the winter when the baby is about one and a half, that would be my goal. Um, and if I have enough left over, I will also knit a hat from here, but I'll talk about that when I review the book. Um, and so the sweater is called Spotlight, 
and it's this cute top-down raglan yoked, and then on the yoke, there's three colors of little, like, pops of color, little arrows, kind of, um, that point up and down, and so I got three great colors. I did get pucker, like I said, my, they, the, um, the ultrasound was unconclusive, so they think <laughs> that perhaps it's a girl, and they'll have a um, an follow-up ultrasound to uh, know for sure. And then I got vibrant violet, and I got highlighter yellow. Um, if it turns out the baby is a boy, then I may, s- I probably will swap out the pucker pink for a razzleberry, which is a bright kind of electric blue. But it'll be definitely this purple and the yellow, and then. And then one kind of gendered color. But I think it's going to be really cute, you guys. It's such a sweet little sweater and these little pops of color. And then I just got like a a dove heather, which is their light gray um, that I think is going to look really cute as well. So I don't think it's going to take me too terribly long to knit it up. I will knit it up after the blanket. um, And my goal would be to get those out to them before the baby comes in June. So... That was it for stashed, really just um, baby and blanket focused at this point. All right, guys, I have a couple of fun things to review for you. So last time um, I gave a little shout out to my friend Shana because she had sent me a copy of her new pattern, which was called the Xenon Stole. And I knew when she sent me the pattern that it was part of her um, cool new kits that she is doing. So she's doing a... um, a kit called Club Yumi. She um, designs on Ravelry um, under Yumi Yarns. And so I was really excited. It's this really cute um, scarf that you knit on the bias to create um, triangles. And so I know she had done some really cool things with the construction. I was really excited about it. And um, Then, about a week after I recorded, I got a package in the mail, and it turned out that um, Sheena had sent me a copy, or sent me one of her um, kits, and I was so excited. So the first thing I want to do is say thank you to Sheena for the beautiful kit, um, and uh, and then tell you guys a little bit about um, what she sent me. So there's a paper copy of the stole. Um, so again, I have not cast that on just yet, um, but I'm very excited too because she sent me the two most lovely um, skeins of yarn to go with it. So these are both from a dyer that is new to me. I had not heard of. Um, and so it's T&H Fiberworks. Um, Heather Hertziger is the dyer and they are... Um, a hand dyer from Omaha, Nebraska. And so I got two skeins of her, um, oh gosh, bling sock is what the the base is called. And it is 75% superwash BFL, 20% silk, and 5% silver Stellina. So I'm pretty excited about the base um, because I'm not sure I've ever done a BFL with, um, with, Stellina in it before. I think it's usually Merino. Um, and so the first skein is a gorgeous gray, and I am just a sucker for any sort of gorgeous gray. Um, this is called London Fog, um, and it's a beautiful kettle dyed gray that's just amazing. And then the second skein is 
called Mantis Shrimp. And it is a gorgeous, she said the colors made her think of me. Um, there's a beautiful kind of cobalty blue. Maybe it, maybe it varies to turquoise a little bit. And then some, some dark, um, like a berry color. It almost looks to me like, you know, that, that these were, um, dyed over each other a bit. I'm doing a bad job describing this because it's gorgeous, gorgeous yarn. But anyways, there's a blue and a green and a and a berry kind of purple. And then sections where it gets darker, where it's more like a real purple or where maybe the blue looks a little more green. Anyways, gorgeous variegated yarn that I am very excited to knit with. So um, in addition to that, there were handmade marshmallows from a local confectioner, um, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is where uh, Shana lives. And so it was really just super cool. So um, she is running a great club. I have to say that I feel like um, the things that I received would have been a great value had I paid for them. The January kit was $65. So that included the two skeins of yarn, the pattern, and the, um, the little sweet treat, the marshmallows, which we loved. Um, and you can do just the, you could buy just the, um, the January kit, or you could do a 12 month kit for $540 or a six month kit for 270 or then the three month kit for 135, which again, um, you know, it seems like the single is the most expensive way to buy it, but $135 for a three month kit, if this is the quality that you're going to get, I think is quite reasonably priced. Um, so, uh, you should definitely check out Shana's website. It's uni, Yumi Yarns. Ugh, I can't pronounce that today. So it's Y-U-M-I-Y-A-R-N-S.com. And, uh, like I said, she's got all of these great kits, um, in different times, um, different time frames. That you can order. She's also got, you know, a bunch of great patterns um, on the site. Um, so if you check out yumiyarns.com, um, she's a very talented designer, and there's a lot of really great stuff. She's got some really cool brioche patterns. She had gifted me a brioche pattern for a shawl a while ago, but I have not gotten around to casting that on yet. Um, and a couple of really, really darling um beaded hats. So there's one called the Soiree Slouch and it's it's just so cute. And I haven't done a lot of beading, you guys know that, but this one is really darling the way that the the beads kind of pull together the yarn I'm looking. And then there's another one that's similar that I think is not beaded but a very similar style called the Highlighter Affair. I think they both use um Hedgehog and they're super super cute. So definitely um definitely check out uh, Shana's website, again, yumiyarns.com, and uh, Club Yumi is the name of the, the club where you can get the kits. So that is my first review, and again, thank you, Shana, for the gift. I'm really, really thrilled, and I, you guys will hear more about it because I absolutely am going to knit this pattern, and so then I'll be talking about it as I knit it. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is Mad Color by Tin Can Knits. So I... Um, I had decided that the polygon blanket and the spotlight sweater were the two things I wanted to knit for my cousin's baby. And so it seemed worth it to buy the ebook. Um, 
but then I'm just a huge fan of tin can knits and I decided there was, it was like a $6 price difference, I think, to um, buy a paper copy of the book. So I went ahead and did that and I just love it so much that I thought I would do a quick review. So the paper copy of the book is $23 US. I think I also paid $6 for shipping, something like that. Um, it did come with the full ebook copy, um, although I, I think they're actually just individual PDFs is what I got. Shipped super fast, like next day or same day that I got it, and it was here at my house in like three days. I definitely had seen copies of this book in some people's booths at Rhinebeck, and um, I think these are all going to be super popular patterns. But if you haven't um, seen it yet, uh, they do some just really cute things about, you know, playing with color, um, and that's kind of the whole theme of the book. And the, be the beginning, they talk about hue versus saturation versus contrast and, like, kind of the different ways that you could um, play with color um, on the color wheel. Um, and then, for example, there's this cute, the very first pattern up front is this cute swatch-tastic bunting. And so it's just uh, little triangles that are all different yarns. But one of the things that I really like is the like fourth page of the book they have nine different yarns um one, one says weirdos which is a couple of self-stripings is what they have on here and then they have some hand-dyed yarn and then they have mill-dyed yarn um and all different things so noro some madeline tosh lobbyin ami i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that right Anyways, a um, bunch of different ones. Kate Davies, Yarn, Studio Donegal, Soft Donegal, uh, some alpaca tweed. And then they're knit up in these little triangular swatches, so then you can see each of them, which I thought was really a cute way to kind of highlight some cool yarns. Um, this would be a fun thing. I could see myself with a little bunting here in my little knitting room with leftovers for sure. I think that could be a really cute thing to do. Or it would look really cute like in a nursery. Um, and then there's the spotlight sweater. And so, again, this is the one I'm going to knit for my cousin. One of the things that I love about Tin Can Knits is this pattern is um, sized from a 0 to 6 months all the way up to an adult 4XL. So anything from a 19-inch chest circumference to a 58-inch chest circumference, which is kind of fantastic and you know cute like if you wanted I could really see except that my kids are too old I think I don't know if they would do it but you could see doing this like for example in holiday colors and then having matching holiday sweaters that your kids could wear or that everyone in your family could have anyways I just love them um I pretty much love every pattern in the book um the one that I thought was super cute there's a pair of sport weight mittens it's called triptych and um, in the sample, it's clear that they use the same kind of background color, Madeline Tosh Sport and Antler. And then contrasting color, they did one of the mittens with three different blues and one with two different reds. And so that's a really cute, really cute pattern. Um, one of the things that I like about it is it's kind of like, like opposite. So... Um, how am I going to describe this? So there's a pattern with triangles, and that goes over sort of the part of your, the flat of your hand, and then the thumbs coordinate anyway, so that they're, they're kind of reversible. And then the, the palms 
are different than the backs of the hands. So really cute, really creative, very well charted. Um, the prism hat is a great one. So this is, if I have enough yarn left over in these great colors that I bought for the baby, I will whip up a little prism hat. Um, what I like about this is they're just meant to kind of be stash busting things um, and to use color in a fun way. And there's all sorts of different ones. So here on the page where they kind of show you, they have two, three, six, nine, 12, like 15 different versions that they knit up. And so there's one that is triangles and it's called triangles. This is all the prism hat. There's one that is dots. That's the one I think I'm going to do where they, it just is little bits of color. Um, and you could use lots of different colors. So I think that would look cute if I did a gray hat and then had the pink and the purple and the bright yellow. There's one that is striped and they do lots of different versions. They have a, a light base with a dark stripe and then a dark stripe with a like it looks like maybe it's black and gray but that has a neon green pom-pom. And then there's one that's like a rainbow. Um, so yeah, they're just super, super darling, these hats. Um, and I really like them a lot. There's a cute little, um, let's see. So then they get into stripes, sweet and salty stripes. And so there's a beautiful shawl in here called Burnished that is very cute. There's another blanket that is called Bounce. And this is cute because it very much looks like waves. There's kind of a lace pattern that leads it to look like waves. And the sample is knit all in blues. Um, but they show kind of rainbow or an ombre, different ways that you can do it. Um, this is very much a crib blanket um, that is 27 by 33. I see, and then there, there's a stroller blanket and then a throw size. So either 27 by 33 or 32 by 43. And then you could make it bigger by adding more repeats. Um, so this is really cute. And one of the things I like is all down the side of the pages for each one on the right-hand side, they have different color combinations kind of sketched in so that it gives you some ideas about colors that you could use and, and what different things would look like. There's a cute sweater called Chromatic. This, is, this one is, it's interesting. Um, it's a raglan, kind of a lacy sweater that's meant to show off contrasting yarns. They have a cute little baby here in this one. Um, let's see. And then they talk about ways to blend color. And so I want to flip forward to this other blanket that I really loved, which is called the Marley. Um, so this is a worsted weight blanket. This is another one that has a million different sizes. You could do as big as 58 wide by 83 long, which would take 3,000 yards of worsted weight. Um, but it's really pretty. And the way that they did it, um, they really made, kind of made it look like a gradient. I think that these are, um... Just, I don't think these are gradients. I think they just selected beautiful colors. And there's one here that starts from a very deep red and then kind of goes through to a lighter red, to an orange, to a yellow. And then they have a cute little baby laying on the blanket. So I really like this one. I have to say I'm super tempted because I have that Stephen West um, garter squish blanket that I've never finished I was like, oh, I want to rip it all out and do this instead, but I'm not going to. 
Um, but I could see myself knitting this as a gift for someone at some point. I have a blanket bug. I'm not sure what my deal is lately, but I'm super into blankets all of a sudden. Um, there's a very cute cowl in here called Undertone um, that I think would be a great use for some of the um, Freya gradients that I have, those single skein gradients, because you can do this here with, um, you know, like 160 yards of a contrast color, which I think is what about the same that those are. Um, so it's just a main color with a contrast color, and there's different sizes of cowl, which is super cute. A um, couple more sweaters. Um, and then uh, the pot blanket. I know this one is super popular. So this one is um, circles of color, and I think they used a lot of, yep, Noro on this one. So you could also use like a Knit Picks Chroma, but they picked yarns that gradient. You could use the Freya's too, I suppose, although I think the color changes might be a little long. Um, but something that gradients by itself, and then you knit corners, you knit a circle, and then you knit corners onto it with a, with a neutral color. Um, and that's just super cute as well. This is another one that, just based on the number of squares that you knit, you could really make it anywhere from, oh no, this is 46 by um, 34, or as small as like 23 by 28 inches. So you could make it baby size up to adult size um, for a blanket. So just, that's really cute. Um, and then there's another sweater and another shawl. So I just felt like it was an exceptional value for, um, for the book. Like I said, I, I am already knitting two things in the book and I could definitely see myself knitting, uh, several more. And it was just a really enjoyable book to look through. So if you see it in your yarn shop, I would definitely recommend that you take a look. Again, this is Mad Color by Tin Can Knits, and the paper copy that I purchased was uh, $23 US. So check it out. Okay, guys, I have just a few housekeeping things to talk to you guys about before we wrap up today. Um, the first is the MJ Yarns giveaway that's going on in the Ravelry group, and there's been a lot of interest um, in the gorgeous yarn that I have to give away from MJ Yarns. These are um, three skeins of his um, new red label yarns. So um, first is a skein of Tough Ram, which is his fingering weight um, yarn that is um, plied. And I have a, um, a skein of the Marquise colorway in that one. And then 1U, which is the, the singles yarn, I have two skeins of that in the Trillion um, colorway, which is a beautiful, beautiful purple. So tons of interest in the group about that. I'm very excited. If you want, go back and listen to um, the episode where we um, talked to Jonathan from MJ. Um, I think that it was a really fun, um, really fun episode for both of us. That was episode 49, I believe. Yep, I'm almost positive. Episode 49, if you haven't listened to that one yet. Um, and to leave a comment, we do still have a coupon code through the 15th of February. That's podcast, and it will get you 15% off at mjyarns.com. And then um, I'll draw winners by run, random number generator 
um, on the 15th, and somebody will win some gorgeous yarn. Three somebodies will win some gorgeous yarn. The other thing that's going on in the group um, that I have been a little bit slow to get off the, um, the starting block on is the Sherlock's Knits Knit Along. So I had um, reviewed the book Sherlock Knits by Joanna Johnson and my friend Sarah, the knitting type, who is a video podcaster with great video podcasts that you should definitely check out. Um, we are going to do a knit along there. We, we both were a little slow to get started, so we're going to leave that open until March the 15th. Sherlock has already kind of come and gone because, um, it was only three episodes this season. They were three really good episodes, but, um, if you're having a little bit of Sherlock withdrawal, you could check out Joanna's book and jump in and knit along with Sarah and I. So I hope you guys will do that. Um, so that's it for this time, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I um, would love to uh, check in with you guys. If you wanted to connect with me, the best ways to do that are to find the show notes for every episode at knitactuallypodcast.com um, or to um, follow me on Facebook, Instagram as knitactuallypodcast or Twitter as just uh, at knitactually. Um, and... That's it for this time. I would love it, as always, if you um, enjoy the show and you listen to the show, if you would leave an iTunes review, that would be fantastic. Those um, help people like you find the podcast if maybe they haven't already. Um, And until next time, guys, happy knitting. Thanks for hanging out. I'll talk to you soon.